0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the uh, president CEO of Man, who sponsored this fine program,
1: uh, is with us once again. Uh, I, I hope it's air conditioned where you are today, Adam. Well, you know what's interesting, Bill. I don't know if you're like me, but right now with all the electric, uh, the energy uh, costs and everything else, I know many people are just holding out as long as they can before they turn their AC on. <laughs> so, and, and, and it's a breath of fresh air to obviously open the windows and let you, you know, let let the air in and be able to breathe a little. Uh, but yeah, AC units are turning on, and uh, and it might be time to get it, you know, cleaned and otherwise. And uh, uh, also, just a reminder again, dryer vents. I did a dryer vent today. It was so plugged bill that i mean it was just like concerning i thought wow this thing this thing was like inches away from catching uh, a, a spark or otherwise so uh as the warm weather's here folks and you're looking to get your uh, your systems uh, on a regular clean basis and it would be good to do so because if it is clogged it tends to use more energy and i don't know about you but carbon taxes and all the extra costs associated uh you might be uh, thinking about maybe lowering your energy bills well, sure. I mean, let's face it. If it has to force itself, well, I know it's called a forced air system anyway, but uh,
0: if it has to force, it, it's going to burn more energy. It's going to take more energy to do that. But there's another element to this, too, that that uh, that I've noticed. And for those who turned on their air conditioning, they probably noticed this, too. They said, yeah, I got the air conditioning. and yeah, There's that musty smell that happens every year. That's not supposed to happen. Uh no, you're not no. supposed to smell to, that what sort of thing. Place over the
1: years is uh, as your furnace is running, it's obviously drawing air from inside the house. Your windows are closed and what happens is skin cells and and just, you know, natural dust that that gets pulled in, the dirt from outside. Uh as it gets pulled into the into the furnace system, anything that gets through the air filter, actually uh there's many compartments There's your blower fan, there's your heat exchange and then your uh, evaporator coil. Uh if you have central air, you have an evaporator coil. What happens is it it actually will as as the blower fan's on, it's pulling the dirt, and if your filter doesn't catch it all, it goes up and then gets underneath the evaporator coil. So as you commented, you turn it on, and you're like, mm, what is that musty smell? That is the, uh, first of all, the humidity, which is why you're turning your AC on, and it's blowing. Imagine taking a wall of dust and then blowing through it, and that's the smell you're kind of getting through your uh, through your system.
0: Yeah. I, I, and, and the same thing happens, of course, when you, you turn the furnace on and it starts to get cool. But we're a few months away from that. And we'll have that discussion yeah. later on. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, you mentioned something about aquarium. And, and uh, th- this is an interesting thing. I mean, there's a, a big aquarium in Toronto, of course, There's some other cities. We all take to travel, of course, in the sp- in the summertime and maybe uh, visit other cities and some of the, the uh, tourist features there. Uh, but... Uh, these aquarium trips that people are taking these days take on a whole new uh, concept, I guess, with the, with the use of AI. What's going on there?
1: Well, you know, the days of when you used to go to a, a field trip, you know, I, I don't know if they do that anymore, Bill, but uh, they were, you know, on one of our shows, we talked about augmented reality, and you got to wear yeah. virtual helmets. Um, in Taiwan right now, they just launched at their, uh, at their aquarium. It was actually a research department that uh, made the, and this is probably going to apply to many things, it could be butterfly conservatories, or uh, this is only right now applicable to aquariums. And it's an AI aquarium in Taiwan. And what they've done is they put a layer over top of the aquarium glass. So if you've gone, gone to an aquarium in the past, you, you know, you walk in, you see all the beautiful fish floating around, you see all the seaweed and, and all the plant life that's, that's coming together. And what it does is this, uh, uh, Kind of a filter, I'll call it, is over top of the aquarium glass. And as you look at the fish, and as you look at the, you know, the, the the aquatic life in general, whether it's the seaweed or or the the coral, um, what it will do is it will track your eye movements. So when you look at a a, a you know a goldfish, for example, and you're like, I wonder what that is. It will then pop it up on the outside of the glass. A description of that actual uh, aquatic life, with a little, almost like a little uh, Wikipedia description of you're looking at a, uh, you know, a clownfish. Um, and this is the, you know, clownfish are native to blah 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 blah. And it's and if I was looking at a fish and you were looking at a fish. Uh, and that's not the same fish, Bill. You would see your fish you're looking at with description, and I would see my fish that I that I would be looking at. So it's very unique in the way that all the people that are standing looking through the aquarium will. Uh, the, the 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 camera that does facial recognition will track your eye movements. And whatever you look at will automatically pop up a little a little box describing what you're seeing, a description of what that item is. Um, and why that's so cool is that how many times I know I took my daughter, it was her birthday last week, and we went to the Butterfly Conservatory. And I'm looking at all these beautiful butterflies. And I'm looking at plant life. And I'm like, no, if is it looks like a moth? I don't know what I'm looking at. No, I'm not the <laughs> smartest guy in the on the street. So I mean, I'm kind of like, wow, everything looks pretty. I think that's the coolest thing. So, um, this was the first test, and again, it's just using uh artificial intelligence in addition to facial recognition and obviously a database, um, to track uh and identify um plant life, uh, uh animal life, um, and and instantly without you asking, pushing buttons or Wondering, oh, what that is. It just tells you what it is right on the surface of the glass excellent
0: stuff i by the way the butterfly is beautiful just down the street from that of course is the reptile and spider thing uh I, i'd like a pass on that if i were you <laughs> you know spiders the size of your hands and stuff like that but anyway it's it's, it's tourism time and a good friend david adames who used to work for the city of hamilton is uh running the niagara parks commission down there and uh, he's doing a wonderful job uh, i want to I get a break in here but before that I, i've got to talk to you about this uh new robot it's called pathfinder now You know, the biggest problem we have here, of course, when you're trying to fix things like pipes and things like that is they're underground and, uh, you know, you don't want to have to dig them up. I know they can now these days with uh, current technology, put a camera down there and kind of get an idea what's going on. But this Pathfinder thing seems to take it to the next level
1: yeah this is amazing it's revolutionary it was it actually won an award it was launched at the 2023 CES uh, uh, convention and what happened was it, it it's a robotic snake they put it in the pipe systems of our sewers uh and our in our, our storm drains and the in the snake, slithers down, robotically goes through. And as it's going through, it's getting a 3D identification of two things. One, how the pipe is functioning. Number one. Number two, the water quality bill. That is like, it's a two-in-one robot. So think of it as our own little snake system. It can snake and slither right down to two-inch pipes. And it goes through and, and monitors. Where the and even where the water quality changes. So if there's like say a a lead pipe or uh, a change in the in the type of material of the piping, it can identify if it's weak, if it's leaking, if it's actually seeping. Um, and then it gives this report back, so municipalities will be able to identify quickly um, where concerns in their pipe structure, the sewer structure. So it's not a guess anymore. Or uh, you know, in my younger years, I used to actually work for a sewer company. It would be go down with the camera you'd inspect it bring it back look at the camera footage this actually does it all imagine a little snake rolling through our pipe systems and immediately having a full report of the concerns that need to be addressed fabulous stuff let me do a quick break we're going to go back with adam oldfield and tech talk this is the bill kelly show
0: cfpl london chml hamilton you're listening to the bill kelly show podcast on 900 chml friday adam oldfield and tech talk here brought to you by vacuum man Something else that I think is going to be good news for an awful lot of people uh, that we've always worried about, you know, people that are not satisfied with the service that they're getting with the Internet. Uh, Canadians are now
1: going to have a, a new option for Internet access? Yeah, this one's very cool. This one's actually going to, it's one of those decentralized systems that we know the major three, they exist. They've they've created the power network we have across the country. Um, But there's a new system. Well, I guess there's going to be a few, Bill, and we'll talk more about that one later on with uh, Videotron coming in, taking over uh, Freedom. But this one particular is unique. It's a uh, decentralized server. And why it's unique is it's called Carrier One with a K, and it's going to be using blockchain technology, um, which we've talked about before in the past, and um, again, not to get too technical, but the way it works is it uses 5G and 4G networks that are already on our existing platform, and what it creates is little hotspots and increases the quality of the service overall to allow for the ability to connect by the internet, so um, think of it as a little chain of little internet pots all over the country, and whenever you call or communicate or you know message, it's it's like a little uh, hub, if you will. So in the future, should or if. A, uh, you know, Rogers go down for three days. This actually would keep you online because then it would hop on or piggyback on another provider. So it would jump on Telus. It would jump on, um, you know, a, a Bell. Um, so it, it's this new way of what they're claiming is the days of outages are done with this new service. Now, the best part about it is it's nine dollars a month. They're coming out aggressively. It's available now, and it's of course it's sporadic based on availability as to its first rolling out but uh the outages are of the past i find it unique bill because they only come with 250 minutes of talk time i think it's really for that younger audience because you know ironically my daughter she hates calling i have to like it's like pulling teeth to get her to, you know, get on a phone. She'll video call me. She'll instant message me. But anyway, comes with very limited talk minutes, but you get a wealth of data. So, anyways, that's another conser- uh, option for us in the future. Hopefully, Canadians will get more cheaper internet uh, across the country. Well,
0: and yeah, and the fact that there's going to be some fallbacks here in case there are some technical problems, which is the way it should have been all
1: the time, anyway. Until you know, but last year I guess has kind of moved them in that direction, hasn't it? Yes, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of push from the government, as we know, uh, you know, creating this need of Cana- we, we as Canadians, we need it. It's everything in life. I mean, I, 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 I was, I've I been at a few places where I think Scotiabank no longer takes cash bill. So if you don't have the Internet, you don't have technology. You can't even buy a, a, a hot dog and, and a pop anymore. So, you know, it, it is required and it is a, it's an essential service right now, but it's got to be affordable.
0: Uh, we from time to time on the program here on Tech Talk will do something called the Hack of the Week, and and hacking is something that a lot of us need to be concerned about. Uh, so, and I know you you preach it every week when we talk about one of those stories. Change your password. Use a good password. Uh, which raises the obvious question: How do you know it's a good password?
1: That's a great question. If anyone wants to know if their password is capable of being secure. There's actually a website, and this one is, is is fair, Bill. It's called Home Security Heroes, if you want to look it up. And what it does is it gives you an identity of you can put a password in, and all it's doing is confirming whether or not or how long an AI hacker, and that's what it is now, not people, these are systems, AI, artificial intelligence, would take to hack your password. Now, obviously, here's some interesting points. If it's all lowercase, it's going to take about five hours. If it's uppercase, lowercase will take about four weeks. If it's 10 characters, Upper, lower, and maybe a few special characters like the asterisk or a hashtag. It would take millions of up to five years. Now, I did my test, Bill, just to let you know. I thought, well, I'm going to test a few of mine. It would take 187 million years to hack my password. So I was a little proud about that because hack of the week. We talk about some of the biggest systems going down. I'm like, okay, I think I'm feeling pretty good. But if you want to, if you want to test it, it's called Home Security Heroes. Test your password. It will let you know right away uh, whether or not you're going to be susceptible to being hacked.
0: <laughs> I, I just hope some of the people that you've talked about over the last couple of years try, try to run their passwords. So, I mean, you know, the ones I'm talking about they where their password is password or it's it's 1234. They figure, oh, what do you mean it's not secure? You know? uh, <laughs> this is a good idea and a good lesson learned, I think, for them to do this. I uh, always got to get a story in here about uh, 3D holograms. And uh, this, this is uh,
1: actually emanating from China this time, is it? Yeah, yeah. The University of Science and Technology of China has almost, and I say almost, Bill, perfected 3D holograms. Now, we've heard of 3D holograms. they've existed AI, and we talked about VR. But what's unique about this one is that it works with the naked eye. Now, this has existed before, 3D holographic images, but they've required a proper lighting, meaning the room has to be perfect. Or they can set it up, but it's got to be in a box so you can see in the box the three-dimensional hologram. This this group have developed an almost perfect holographic projection. Now, if anyone's trying to wonder, what am I talking about? In 1977 was a movie called Star Wars and out comes Princess Leia from from R2-D2. It is a famous movie and it pretty much set the stage of what 3D holograms is. So that's what it is in real life. That's what they've developed. So they've created a better way that the projection can now look realistic and why it's unique, Bill, is the fact that it can now project in a way of any type of lighting. So whether the room is light because it's sunny out or whether the you know there's a lot of lights on, it can actually project versus standing in the dark and looking at a projected 3D hologram. So it's becoming a thing of a reality of where we will all talk to each other like they do in the movies of Star Wars. All right, it's, uh, it's beautiful outside today, but it, it, we are heading slowly but
0: surely towards springtime, which is growing season, which is also weed season, which is why this next story I think makes so much sense for so many people. What do you, this, this is this is a laser attempt now
1: at at, at at weeding. That's right. In the past, I've talked about robots that help with weeds. This yep. one takes it a big step further. It is a weed zapping machine, um, and it's rightfully called laser weeder um and why, why i share this with you is the fact that weeds is a serious concern when it comes to agriculture um sure. you know many people who have gardens they know they got to go out on a regular basis and they got to pull the weeds otherwise it will strangle uh, strangle the actual growth of their of their vegetables or their flowers or otherwise well uh this is a new robot and it came from seattle they've got uh m- A new rollout of these, and actually, three Canadian provinces have ordered them. And what they do is it's an autonomous laser weeder. So think of it as uh, a robot driving up and down the the crops and with a little laser gun zap 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 <laughs> and it will kill about 500 million weeds um and and that's what they claim over 40 different types of crops and otherwise it will go through an entire large acre of of field and why this is important bill is it removes chemicals that are required yeah. or you know weed uh eater or otherwise that can actually uh contaminate the soil or otherwise this is a laser gun that will shoot and destroy destroy the weeds. it sounds very violent the way I'm describing it I I, I almost feel like I'm describing uh, the Terminator. <laughs> it, it loses control and starts zapping everybody anyway it zaps weeds hopefully it's it's been focused and programmed to identify and only uh, laser uh, any kind of weeds in the field. I, I
0: just hope they, they come up with a modification for the for household use for this too. I mean that would be fun, <laughs> as opposed to getting down there with the trowel and trying to get these things out of here. I got time for one more, and I want to talk about uh, since the, you know with this talk now about you know a Canadian astronaut going to the next moon, etc. So space travel is back in vogue now, and NASA's uh I guess putting an express lane in, aren't they?
1: Well, they are. And what was unique about this is it, it makes me feel good that you and I have been doing this show and long enough that I can now reference when I when I talk about this topic in the past December. Last year, you and I spoke about how uh, they have developed speeds of how we can get to to Mars. I mean, the biggest thing right now is to get to Mars. And it takes seven months to get to Mars. If anyone wants to know, if you had to get on a ship today and fly, it would take about seven months. Um, and, and what's interesting is that it's almost like the 1800s back in the day when, you know, sailing from England and North America, this is something of NASA has been able to develop a, a, a rocket capable of propelling now, um, in less than, uh, no more than 40 days. So they have, this exists today, folks, this rocket can exist and we can get to Mars in, f- in less, almost a month. Um, that is amazing. In four weeks, we can leave and be at Mars um, from seven months. So uh, I only share that because it's a little bit of an update from our last uh, tech talk topic in December last year. And I can't wait for this December when I tell you can now get to Mars in three hours if you just book <laughs> on the special Elon Musk ship. You'll be able to get there in and, and and who knows maybe that could happen. But right now we can get to Mars in four weeks, Bill. There you go. So we are making progress. Great stuff. Uh, we're out of time. Uh, always
0: fun doing the show. Adam Oldfield and Tech Talk brought to you by Vacuum Man every Friday at eleven thirty-five. Have a good weekend. Uh, break down. Put the air conditioning on. Okay. I will. Thanks,
1: Bill. You have a great
0: weekend. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Adam Oldfield. The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.